Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Oh, is that how we're starting? We should start this one. Okay, well, let's let that be the start. Hello. Okay. We were just sitting here like talking about like getting ready to start and all of a sudden Christian just goes, okay, we are going. Yeah, because, you know, there are bad news. Mm. No, 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 no. We are talking about how to handle things, how to handle life when you get bad news, which it's just funny. We were saying like we should chit chat and catch up a little bit before. And we've just both like, you know, in life when it's not any one big thing, like I'm not battling like health things right now. Or it's not like this one blaring thing, but it's like little things that it's just like life is like lately. Or I think a lot of people in my life, that's also true. So then it makes my things feel like everything just feels heavy. Oh, yeah. It feels like very weighty. I feel like it's also we're in a season of life, which I'm sure a bunch of you all listening are in that too, as like wives and moms and employees of jobs and just responsibilities in life like it feels like so much is going on so that when these things happen it's like you're almost hitting your capacity like your cup is almost about to overflow mm, no you're Not like walking way. around every second where like one little thing is going to be the tipping point oh, yes. i hate living that way yeah, i hate it i feel like i'm okay now like a little reset this morning yeah it's interesting too because before we get going like let's then try to like what has been good in our life because sometimes and maybe we'll talk about this later in the episode but like I can tend to be the person that gets through bad, hard things by like being overly optimistic, which is like healthy to an extent because I think I'm very good at seeing the bright side of things. It also really aggravates a lot of people in my life. How many times in our friendship have you, I'm like, I'm just having a bad day. And then you'll say something like, or like, I'll just like kind of vent to you something and you'll say, you'll say something really optimistic and then you're like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Your thing really sucks. I'm I not know. trying to do that. I'm just literally trying to be encouraging. I'm like, I know. It's like, I love that I, about you. I don't do this anymore. I used to do that. Like, well, at least, and like, I have grown. Like, that is not what I do. But I try to like let people vent, sit with them in that. But then also, like, there is a point where sometimes I see friends or my husband where I'm like, oh, okay. We've been sitting in that for a little too long. I'm like snapping my fingers right now. Like, okay, let's see the bright side. Like, what can we be grateful for? Even if it's that you are breathing today. Okay, like, one thing that I'm really grateful for, and I've woken up every day and I just absolutely love it, is how it's cold but sunny. I know it's so dumb, but I love, like, I don't mind the cold when it's sunny. It's like yeah. the cold and the dreary. And every single morning, like recently, the I just am clapping my hands. I'm so passionate about this because it puts me in the best mood because I love wearing a coat, but like also sunglasses. There's something about just like having the warmth of the sun on your skin, but the cold air around you that I'm like, this is blissful. I know that sounds so weird. No, it doesn't. But it's sound, been the last week of our weather, and I'm so weird thankful. Because, I mean, seasonal depression is a real thing, and we've just had a lot of really dreary days, and it can put some people in a funk. However, I like a dreary, cozy day. So, like, if it's going to be in the 30s or 40s, sure, it'd be sunny. I love that feel. But it has been like 18 degrees, and all I wish is that we were just getting like pelted with snow and ice, and I was curled up in my house. And that's not happening. And so that's making me angry. Yeah. If anyone here is like living in Seattle or someplace like that, Like, I'm just like, how do you do that when it's like cloudy and rainy, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the year or a lot of months? I'm just like, you would have to take vitamin D supplements. Yeah. And you'd have to have one of those sunlights in your room. I mean, I know those people don't, but 
I know, but like I would. Yeah. I'd have one of those little like things that come up and I don't know. Well, what else, like what else is exciting about life? I mean, a lot of new things. Like one of my besties had a baby this week. Oh, yeah. And I'm super excited. And it was like a crazy story of birth. I haven't heard all the details yet, but I can't wait. So that was really fun. When are you going to go? She doesn't live here. So when are you going to go see her? I think probably next week. I like texted them. Casey, if you're listening to this, I'm like waiting for my invite. I'm like, I can't wait to meet her. Oh my gosh. You are that person where like if you had it your way, you would be asking. I'm just like, hey, I can't wait to meet her because I want them to initiate. Right. So I just say, I can't wait. If she didn't care, like you would be at the door as she walked in from the hospital. Genuinely, I had plans today and like you and I were recording. So I was like, bummer, I can't go because I would probably go on a Friday because it's like an hour and a half away. Drive there, see him for a couple hours, drive home. So that was great. What about you? I'm trying to think. I like asked that and then I'm just like, no, I feel like kids like Emerson just turned five and just five is a really cute fun age we've just been having a lot of fun with her like we can do more with her so it's been fun are you loving the Polaroid camera oh my gosh yes Christian and then like two of our other friends got Emerson a Polaroid camera like a real one and I had to like drill into her head that that's an expensive thing for a five-year-old to have and all these things well she is oh my gosh she is like a little mini me they're the cutest they're so cute she's taken the cutest funniest pictures like it's just really fun to see life from like her perspective but okay the film is really expensive for Polaroid cameras so I drilled into her head like You cannot just like go around snapping them. So she's so me. Now she won't take a picture of anything. She's like, well, I don't want to waste my film. And I'm like, well, mommy will buy you certain amounts of film. It's just like she's such a like type A rule follower type kid in a way. And then she has like a really rebellious. She is like me. I've kind of as I've grown and figured myself out of like, I will follow the rule if I think the rule is worth following like if I believe in that rule and have conviction for that rule like I'm gonna follow it but if I think it's dumb like I have no problem breaking the rule you so know what does that say about your heart bad things like I don't know that's just like my sinful tendency with obedience I guess anyways yes. the good thing I like wholeheartedly believe in God and like that his commandments and I want to obey yes. those whatever. I literally thought that when we were buying this thing I was like oh I was like how much film did it come with one or two things just like one pack it's like 10 pictures Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It and was, was so like, fun. should we buy more? But I'm like, hmm. It's, it's a expensive. starter pack. I it's don't know. It's a starter pack. You got us going. But no, we'll, that'll be something she gets to like work towards now. Because oftentimes it's like, you know, we do, maybe it's bad parenting, but we do a lot of like reward system type thing. So I'll be like, you can get new film. So that's, it's just been fun to like live life with her. We have a lot of like fun trip. We always like travel the most in the spring. And so kind of fun trips coming up, like a fun friend's wedding where I'll get to see my college bestie. Shout out Morgan. She listens to every episode. They just adopted a little little girl, Cameron, and I haven't got to meet her yet. So cute. She's so cute. She's really cute. And they live in Atlanta and we never, I mean, sometimes we go like a year, two years without seeing each other. So our husbands are both in a wedding in a few weeks. And so we'll just get like fun time together, her and I. So no, that's fun. Yeah. See a lot of good things. I know. I'm a lot of good to, things. Oh, one small frivolous thing that no one cares about is, you know, we love the Laneige lip stuff. Yeah. Mask. I was replenishing it, which I've seen a lot of influencers lately talk about the Mario Badescu has a lip mask that is way cheaper than the Laneige. Oh, am I saying it right now? I'm in my head. I literally it is don't Lanage. know. It's Laneige. Yeah. The 
Mario Badescu one is a lot cheaper and apparently people are like, it works so much better than the other one. So I need to get my hands on it, but it's oh. been sold out a lot. So I was going to replenish the other one and they have a flavor that's like gummy bear. It's like purple. Mm-hmm. Have you tried that one? No, I've not tried it, but they've had it a long time. No, they have. I know it's not new, but like no good? one ever gets it. Like you just get the yeah. pink one or whatever. Yeah. I love that flavor. I've What's loved it. What's it like? Like, does it taste like a Skittle? No, it doesn't. Like, I mean, I'm not eating it. It's well, just I know, the smell. But yeah. No, it's just like a fruity kind of like fun flavor. Like I love it. Pebble vibes. It's so good. No, not for I, mean, I, I, I don't know how to bears. explain it. Yeah, it's just really good. So that's like a fun thing that's made Ooh, that's me happy. Fun. I want to get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually have really been wanting to try. You guys, this is turning into like a freaking bonus episode no. where we're just sharing our favorite things. No, we we. They but like I've this. really wanted to try the Elf Foundation. That's supposed to be like the Charlotte Tilbury. Yeah, dupe. I've tried it. Oh, is it good? Here's my things about dupes. I've never found a dupe where We're I'm all like... waiting on pins and needles. Sorry, I'm just trying to find a way to articulate it. Like, I've never found a dupe. It's like, okay, is it worth it or not? So, like, certain things, it's like, okay, I'm fine doing the dupe. But, like, I'll say the same thing. A million and one people want to show you their Lululemon dupes on Amazon. And it's like, but it, it's not. It's just not yeah. as good. I think the point of a dupe, though, is not that it's the exact same. Uh-huh. It's just... A good you, replacement. It's a better replacement for the value for the worst. You're right. You're right. That's what it is. It's not. A, it's a comparable like solution if you don't want to pay for the. Yeah, Charlotte it's just Tupper. a comparable value to you. Mm-hmm. So like some people, I'm like, I think they love the Lululemon leggings, and they're like, it is worth it to pay 118 dollars for this pair of leggings. They're worth not 118 dollars. Whatever. But then like dupe, people are like, oh, 35 dollars. Like that's worth it to me. Different quality, but the money is worth. You're right. Still the quality. That's a good way to view That's it. That's the point of a dupe. And I do love trying dupes. Oh, can I share one more dupe? Oh my gosh. Why What's is this turning dupe? into... But anyways, I'm going around to Target's today and I'm going to find this Elf Foundation because I'm almost out of foundation anyways and I want to try You're to find gonna it. You're going to go around to Target's. We have one Target. Well, like I'm going to Jeff too. So I can go to two Targets. You're going to Jeff City? Just yeah. Target just to find this? No, I was already going to be there visiting oh, a friend. So oh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to check oh. their Target too. Just look on the app and then you don't have to go in the store yeah, and see I know, if it's but, in you stock. Know, I kind of like the reason just to like walk around. I think that Ulta sells Elf now. Yeah. Okay. One more dupe and then we'll start the episode. Oh my gosh. You know, a lot of people always are posting like Barefoot Dreams dupes. And Sam's Club a few years ago had an amazing one that a lot of my friends got. It's great. I have like multiple Barefoot Dreams and multiple dupes and the dupes mm, are just as good. Cool. No, that I guess is one thing that I will say. The dupes are like just as good to me and they seem to hold up yeah. a little better. Yeah. So someone posted the other day, there's like a Walmart one. It's $24 and it's been going out of stock a lot, but I got it. My kids were homesick and I just like happened to be on my phone, got to buy it and it got delivered that same day. Like, did you know Walmart you need does more that? blankets. Where are you going to put that blanket? You always need more blankets. In fact, I had book club the other day and two girls, I didn't have enough blankets for like two of the girls. It's hilarious. So anyways, I got that blanket and it's amazing. You $24. are a girly who like whenever you're sitting on the couch, you always have a blanket. Oh, where I never do. Always have like, a blanket. Like honestly, unless I'm at your house or like a few other people's houses, like I never sit at my house with a blanket on my lap. There's two things about you that give me like... That I stay in my work clothes until yes! I change into my pajamas. <laughs> Like, okay, there's certain things. I know we really need to get to the episode, but like we all have certain psychotic tendencies, okay? And so you, it's it's mature when you can recognize your own. And two about Christian, it's so weird that you don't want a blanket on your couch. Like if I stay at an Airbnb or I'm at someone's house and I'm trying to get cozy and they don't have a ample like blanket basket or ladder vibes, you know, blanket ladder, blanket basket, whatever you want. Sure, that's... 
horrible. Like if you're what? Okay, I'm sorry. And then Christian does this also weird thing where like sometimes she sent pictures to me or our friend group, like group messages where it's like 8 p.m. And she's still in like tight jeans and like a kind of cropped sweater, like what you would have worn to work. And it's just so different than me because like the second I get in my car, if I'm wearing hoops, like they're coming out. The second I get in my house, shoes, they're kicked off. I walk upstairs. I get in my sweats. No, literally last night, my husband made a comment about it because I literally walked in and we finished dinner. It's probably like 620, 630. We're like starting bath, doing bedtime, like going into the routine. And I changed into sweats. And Andrew's like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's been a day. It was just one of those days. But I'm always in like jeans. I'm normally still wearing like my booties and my like sweater around my house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just feel like I can't move as well. I can't like I get soaked when my kids are taking a bath. So I don't want to like soak my nicer clothes, like all the things. So funny. I'm psycho. Yeah. Samantha does nothing wrong. But (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) I do a a million things weird. (laughs) No, but it is weird. Honestly, until you guys told me that was weird, I didn't think it was weird. I was going to say, it's not just me that thought that was weird. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that is kind of weird. And it is nice. Like, it's very nice to feel like, oh, I'm so relaxed. But I don't know. Like, I still have a lot of... I think it's like this mindset thing where I work better when I'm like dressed up and stuff. So I'm just like, well... See, I work better when I'm in like leggings and tennis until. shoes. There is yeah. science behind if you keep like put your tennis shoes on early in the morning, you just like get stuff done faster. Okay. Anyways, we got to move on. Yeah, from we got to move on. People are like, what are we here for? Okay. So we're talking about getting bad news and like how you respond, because here's the thing. We are human and we all have things in our life that are bad news, quote unquote. So like it could be really small things in your day that just frustrate you, throw you off, piss you off, all the things. Or it could be like really hard, big things like finding out that you just lost a loved one or finding out a horrible diagnosis or just finding out tragic things in a family dynamic situation. Like these are all things Christian and I have walked through in the last few months. Um, And so it's like, Bad news is bad news, but we think that there is a human and healthy way to turn to God in those moments. It's like we're not sitting here saying that you can't respond in a like human nature way, but it's like not sitting in that response, but turning back to Jesus in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting even as we record this, because just Samantha and I were talking this week that life just feels really weighty right now. We feel like there's a lot of big things kind of happening in our lives and in the people around us lives. And it's hard. Like that is life. And it's kind of a confusing way to walk out your faith to say like, wow, all these things are really hard. All these things don't feel good or fun. But also I do have all of this hope and I do have this joy. And so how do we, we kind of wanted to kind of deconstruct, like how do we think through bad news? How do we receive it? How do we then walk through it? And maybe all of us can take a little bit of just like time to observe, like, am I doing that in a healthy way? Am I doing it in a way that does point my direction towards Jesus, does point my affections towards him, does grow my faith? Or am I doing it in a way that's actually like hindering me in learning more about him, learning more about his character, who he is and what he has for me in life? And so we kind of just wanted to talk about it because I think it's something we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. And starting right there, I think we just wanted to start the conversation of where are you or how do you respond when you receive bad news? I think it's really eye-opening to me sometimes when I recognize, I mean, just this week, I received bad news. And I think the very first thing I felt almost was like this woe is me, 
or just kind of like an anger or maybe you first feel shock. Maybe you first feel sadness. And again, we want to be really clear. None of these things are bad things to feel. We're humans. Our world is broken. And so you're going to feel these really like harsh emotions. But it's really important we don't sit there. And so how do we feel those things and then move forward? But I think that's a good place to start. Like, how do you receive bad news? What does it normally feel like? And what is your very first like gut response? Well, I even wanted to go back from that too of like, what does it mean when you get bad news? Like, where does that stem from? Why does that hurt? And it's really in either, again, a big or small way, just missed expectations. So whether it is like a tragic loss, it's like you expected life to look one way and then tragedy comes in and that's like different than what you expected. Or in small ways, like friends disappoint us, our spouses get on our nerves in the morning, like our kids are agitating us. Our kids, like I had sick kids this week, had to like move a whole day of scheduling around. It's like, yeah, those are just missed expectations. And in a way that's like, quote unquote, bad news. And so I think, the key to what Christian was saying is like, it's human to have those emotions. Like if, I'm sorry, if someone said that your mother just passed away and you weren't feeling angry and sad and woe is me and confused and all the emotions, like you wouldn't be human. You'd be a robot. We're given these emotions and it's more like, again, I'm not even saying not sitting in it like that would be absolutely normal to feel that for a while for different things. You know, that's a good point too is kind of like, when a red flag of not handling circumstances in life super well would be kind of this barometer of, am I letting those emotions, those hard emotions sit for longer than the bad news that I'm getting? Do you see what I'm saying? Like the level of, am I letting a friend disappointment affect me the way I would like a death of a family member. And maybe that sounds extreme, but sometimes I know I'm not emotionally healthy when I'm letting small mystic expectations, small disappointments affect me more than they should. I'm like letting them have a lot more power because I'm just emotionally not in a good place. So that's a good, I don't know, indicator too. Well, and I think we have to be realistic of like we are people with dynamic emotions. And so we have to know ourselves well enough to say like, I will have days where I'm more emotionally exhausted or physically exhausted or all those things. So I think part of it is like when you're receiving this bad news, what does the rest of your day look like? Were you already in a place that you were just really feeling tired that day? Like, I think that's a good barometer to say like, am I, because like when you say, am I responding in this way that's like a equal level to like the bad news? Well, like I think part of that is like if a friend disappoints me on a day that I'm already feeling irritated from work and I've had a really hard conversation with my husband that morning, like that is probably going to bother me. And how do we get out of the spiral of going down this really awful like Yeah, spiral of just like receiving this bad news versus saying like, no, there are like external things. I need to take a moment, pause and move forward in a different like helpful way. Yeah, because I'm saying like if in a week you're still feeling the weight of that bad day and then that friend disappointment and it's still really affecting every minute of your day, like that's just a little uneven in that. But I think something that I actually so I thought we were recording this episode last week so I had prepped it I was telling Christian this and then I think that was just such a good thing because I went into my week and had a few moments of some you know higher on the scale bad news situations and I was able to like remember this because it was top of mind that's why reading our Bible and staying focused on who Jesus is and how he wants us to live our lives is so important because it was top of mind and I was able to feel these emotions so I was like crying needing to feel comforted, processing through, kind of going down, like, can't believe this is happening. This is really sad to me. 
But I was then able to kind of step out of that after I had had that moment and really focus on truth of like, okay, who is God? And our pastor years ago when I was going through a loss kind of said these things to me. And I've shared it before on the podcast. We've talked about it before. It will forever be like life changing for me because when you can go back to the reality of who God is, even if you don't feel the truths that you're repeating about God, saying them has so much power. So saying things like, God is good. God is faithful. God is with me. There's purpose for this. Or even if there's not purpose in this, like, right, I'm not going to feel that or see that ever. Like, I know that he creates everything with purpose and he doesn't allow me to go through something that he couldn't turn to good, even if I never even see that good. And so saying those things to myself immediately shifts me into a different perspective. I just love that you say that, though, too, of like even saying those things, even in the moment that we don't believe them. I think part of this walk of just living faithfully in a really broken world is living in the tension that we are broken humans. We're going to make mistakes. Other people are going to make mistakes that hurt us. And that's just the reality of our world. And so we can be people, though, even when it's hard to believe, really like saying those statements in those moments is really humbling. Honestly, like I think what is so freeing in those moments is like, as I say these statements that, gosh, this is really hard to believe right now that God is good. It's actually moving me to a place where I can easily obsess that I'm in control. And I'm very quickly saying, no, God, you are in control. I love the saying, I've heard an author say it of like, when she's not just having a good day, when she is receiving bad news, she looks in the mirror and says to herself, like, I'm in control. I can do all things. Like, I am the best. And very quickly, she's like, I'm looking at myself, like, trying not to laugh as I'm like, no, I'm not the best. I'm not in control. And she's like, it's good for me to literally like look at myself and say these things because so quickly I recognize that I'm not. And I so quickly can say, no, God, you are in control. You have good things. Even if I'm never going to see them, you are faithful. You are true. And even if you feel it or not, saying those things back to yourself is really valuable and can bring a lot of life. That's funny, though, about that lady saying the things because like we laugh when it's like, oh, you're not the best. But like we be- we show that we believe that through a million little choices throughout our life that we do think we're the best. And so saying it out loud is, yeah, when you speak that truth, we were talking about that in an episode interview yesterday that we were recording, like bringing things out into the light just immediately brings you to a different place of like, OK, now I can move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in this topic, we wanted to bring some scripture into this conversation and specifically Psalms 112. And we just want to read it's pretty short, only 10 verses. And we just want to read it because the awesome thing about this scripture and just obviously the whole Bible is that really knowing and learning and understanding and ultimately believing God's character over anything that this world could tell you will put you in a better place and put you in a place that you can walk through these really hard things well. And so we're just going to read this and we'll talk about it more. So this is Psalms 112. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. 
They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. Yeah, and I love that you have yours pulled up and mine is an ESV. And I love even a different way to say seven and eight, where it says, he is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting the Lord. His heart is steady and he will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. And I just love that idea of like, yeah, we don't have to be afraid of bad news. It's like, okay, realistically, yes, we are still going to have fears. But the more we can focus on the truth that reminds us like, no, we don't have to be afraid of bad news because we already know who holds the future in his hands and who's going to walk with us through that news. It gives fear this loss of power in our lives and in our minds in a way. Mm -hmm. And I love too. like I was really focused as we were just studying like verse seven, where it says they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And I literally wrote in my like Bible to the side that it says they will have no fear of bad news, not if bad news. And I think like so many times throughout the Bible, obviously throughout many, many stories, we could talk about this all day of like all of these bad things that happen to people that either they make bad choices and bad things happen or other people make bad choices and bad things happen or just bad things happen. And God always turns it around for his good. And so how sometimes shocked we are when bad news comes, but literally even here in this verse, like it says, of bad news. Like it will come. It's not a question of if, it's just like when. And we can't stand in fear of that, but we can stand in awe of his goodness, of his faithfulness, of his grace and mercy to us in always creating the story to be about him and for our good. Yeah. That brings up a good point about fear because it's like so closely tied with bad news. And I think we did an episode about this a long time ago, but like I truly just think we're a generation that kind of wants to just like give people a lot of grace when it comes to fear and not in a judgmental way, but like we have to also take some responsibility of like, no, we can grow in our mental strength to say like, we have to battle fear. I think it's just very common in our culture to have, especially girls, kind of embrace this mentality of being like a doomsday thinker, like a doomsday planner. And that can almost be like laughed at now or, and I say doomsday planner, I'm not actually talking about like, it could be like collecting things for doomsday, but more in the sense that like, you know, that person in your life, maybe you are this person that just like always goes to the worst case scenario and like cannot get out of that. And I know anxiety plays a lot into that. I want to be like sensitive to some of that is mental health. But like, I think we need to be bold in the fact that we say like, we have to stop living that way because there's a difference in like being prepared for life while trusting Jesus. And then there's also a difference between like trying to control our lives and like protect ourselves from bad things happening by like constantly thinking over it, constantly trying to avoid it, putting things in life in place so that like those things won't happen. Like there's a difference between like being prepared through Jesus to handle life and then like being consumed by those thoughts too. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're all being honest about ourselves, we can take like recon and really think through like, gosh, do I do that? Are there certain circumstances where like I do go to worst case scenario and I can't get out of that? And so we really want to talk through some practicals. Like how do we actually like stop our thoughts to really not like spiral out of control in these ways? But what does it look like to receive bad news, but then walk that out faithfully and really like trusting God and what he has. And so we just kind of wanted to walk through some practicals there. We were talking through, we've both experienced this in ourselves. And I think, again, we are human. We're going to feel really probably dramatic and big feelings at the very beginning of receiving bad news. But then what do we do? Like we should be people who go first and foremost to prayer. I think it's bringing God in first and foremost and then bringing others in. I mean, I can talk about umpteen different examples and circumstances even this week where 
in receiving bad news, I was either brought into other people's bad news or I brought other people into mine. That even just saying, hey, I need prayer. I need strength. I know I can't do this on my own. I know God has this under control, but I need you to like encourage me and pray with me here. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, that's the thing too. Like sometimes saying those crazy thoughts out loud are good. I say crazy. They're very real in the moment, but like saying them out loud and not being offended once you're past the person that like comforting you, like not being offended when a friend tells you like, that's not going to happen. And you are thinking about that in a really messed up way, or like, even if it could happen, it's like, we are just so quick to going there. And sometimes we need someone to be really honest about the truth. And like, we need to be open to hearing that too. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the practicals can also be even just sitting in stillness. We're so quick I mean, I say we this want to Google out of, things yeah, immediately. I, I mean, I say this as like a conviction of my own that I do think I'm in control. I do think I can fix it. I do think I can like figure out the solution to this thing. And in reality, like I'm called into stillness with the one who created me. I'm called to sit. And so if that's sitting alone, if that's sitting with other people, I think of like the times that I have been in just like need of community and in need of just like feeling hopeful, feeling loved. And that is so impactful when people have just come and sat with me or I've done the same with others of like, I have just sat with friends after receiving bad news and we're just crying together that there's a place that we can sit and say like, no, Lord, we sit before you feeling broken and feeling sad and mourning what life is here, but choosing to do this together because we know that like two are better than one and that we will gather and like praise you for like ultimately making this good one day. But like bringing others in is so, 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 so important. Yeah. Something else too, as we're kind of like coming to the end of it, I think it's hard for us to imagine those really big things in life, like a death, a horrible diagnosis, like those really, really tragic things. And Something I think we need to remember as well that we don't have to wonder how we're going to get through those things as much or like be fearful of that because there's also the Holy Spirit that we have as a gift who walks with us through those things. And I do, I've watched people in the lowest moments of their life by far. And I felt this in ways that God just shows up with this peace that passes all understanding that you find yourself in situations that you would think previously, I would never, like I could not survive that. I could emotionally not survive that. And then you're just overwhelmed with the presence of God. And so we can't forget either that like God promises to be there with us in hard times. And so when we're in our irrational thoughts, predicting things or trying to think things out and like spiraling down into fear paths, we don't often remember that he's already promised that he's going to be with us through everything. And so that can really quickly pull you out of that too, is like, nope, it doesn't matter. I don't need to go through what I would do if my husband died today because I'm not there right now. And I have to trust that God would be with me in it and he would be the one leading me. And I don't need to have a plan for how I would fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so good in a practical sense of like, how are you helping your mind focus on that hope rather than other things? I mean, I think just going to another practical as I was literally thinking about, gosh, all the bad news I've received in my life or just walking alongside others in that. And one thing I think is really valuable in that, as you say, those pieces of like really taking inventory of like what is helping me in processing this bad news and what is hindering me. And I think one of those things is you could say like social media or other 
forms of entertainment in a time where you're receiving bad news is probably not the place to go for hope. I'm, I'm doing like, the little like my hand yeah, up yeah, snap. Yeah. Like, yes, I mean, Christian. So, like I want to like in our show notes, I'm like, we have all of these Psalms written up where like there's so much hope and resources that you can turn your attention to. And let's be people who like go to those things first. Let's be people who in a time of grief that we are supporting friends with good resources, not just like junk to fill their brains with because it's obviously not going to help in an eternal sense. Obviously, I'm not saying it's not like a sinful thing that when you have a bad day, you can like go home and like watch some Netflix if that's relaxing to you. But I'm saying like if you're genuinely struggling with receiving bad news and moving forward into that to really trust and believe in who God is, then let's put our focus into where God is and let's put our focus in like really actually learning more about him and not retreating into like forms of things that are not going to satisfy us. And we know that. Yeah. And I love that idea of, like you said, it's not a bad thing after a really heavy week to want to like let your brain rest for something. But going into that in a healthy place, so like you've already kind of trudged through the hard work that earlier that day of like dealing with things a little bit and not just going straight to numbing, then you can go into more, you know, we're giving gifts of things to relax, whether that's like a walk, being in nature, Netflix, Instagram, whatever. But doing that already coming from a healthier place, your emotional health will be better in the long run. Yeah. I mean, I say, well, I say that from a place of like, you have to know where you're at in the grieving of receiving bad news. And if you're at a place still that you're like, gosh, I cannot believe like, I still can't believe that God would do this. If he is faithful, he wouldn't do this. If that's where you're at, then you probably shouldn't be on social media or talking to non-believers or just watching a Netflix show to like veg out. Probably shouldn't be there. If you're at a place where you're like, gosh, this really stinks. I need some time to unwind. And you're not doubting or questioning or thinking through still like, gosh, how can this be? And I don't know if I believe who God said he is because of this thing then like, it's okay to do those things if you've already moved past that point. But I think we have to really monitor what we're putting in because those things will come out in our words or in our beliefs or in our minds. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I hope this episode is helpful because again, we all are going to get bad news. We've probably had some this week, whether it's big or small, and we're all human and we're going to respond, but we just want to be women. I know this has been like on Christian and I's mind for a while now, and we've personally seen growth as we've taken it to Jesus and just been honest with, okay, we're actually not good with the way that we kind of go into these extremes because we all know the feeling of freaking out about something that's probably not a big deal, going to bed, sleeping on it, and then waking up the next day and being like, whoa, I have emotional whiplash. Everything is going to be fine. I feel crazy. And again, part of that is normal and part of that is natural. But if we can get a little bit healthier with the way that we handle hard circumstances in life, there's not going to be as much up and down. And we're going to have the stability in Jesus that he already tells us we should have from him. We're going to rely on that a lot more. And we're going to see that change a lot of different areas of our life, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. And we really will. We want to be a place that you guys can come for resources. And so we will make sure in our show notes to have a bunch of scriptures that we love to read and meditate over. And then also just some other resources I love. Of listening to worship music in times where I'm just like, I need my mind to be focused on God and his promises. And so if that's how you need to listen, or if that's, you know, we have meditation apps that you can just read scripture and listen to scripture being read over you in these times as well. And so we'll make sure to list those resources for you guys to enjoy as well. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. 
And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.